Romantics, welcome to a Happy View, the Top Film Society podcast that's all about falling in love on the big screen. I'm your host, Manish Mathur, and I'm really excited about this episode. It's kind of, uh, we're talking about the movie that I think led to this bad romance miniseries idea uh, in this uh, Jordan Peele's 2017 Oscar winning movie, Get Out, starring Daniel Kalia and Allison Williams, along with Catherine Keener and Bradley Whitford and Lil Rel Howery. And I'm really excited to introduce my guest, uh, performer, director, and writer, Pernell Myers. How are you? Hello. I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Uh, just because, you know, I I think Get Out is you know one of the best movies of the decade. It was recently put onto yeah. Sight and Sounds Best Hundred Films. Everlist, which is really exciting. Um, it's one of the few movies from uh, the 2010s uh, that made it on the list, and it's a worthy inclusion. Um, and you know, this movie hasn't been talked a lot about. This movie hasn't been talked about a lot in many different lenses, but I felt like it was kind of interesting to talk about it in terms of it being a relationship movie. Uh, talk about the love story in the film and all that is. Um, all that it entails. Um, so I'd love to hear first about your um, history with Get Out, kind of like the first time you saw it and how your um, you know, opinion or interpretation of the movie has changed over the last five, six years. Sure. Um, so the first, when it came out, um, I was still in college um, last year and I like the main thing that I remember about it was like I was like I'm definitely not taking any of my white friends to go uh, <laughs> and I went with um a great friend um and yeah you know we we really enjoyed it like I think we were mostly thrilled by it the first time um and then going back the you know, second and third times it was the oh wow the, wait this is brilliant oh my oh this is this is brilliant brilliant um and since then um you know i, I own it uh i've watched it a few times um during the pandemic i started um learning screenwriting and that was one um, that I was studying uh, deeply. Um, so I've gotten into the 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 script of it as well. Um, yeah, that's about my history. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I remember seeing it um, opening weekend uh, in February 2017, and that was also the same weekend of the uh, Academy Awards. <laughs> where um moonlight won best picture um and that whole you know uh kerfuffle with the wrong envelope um so it's just kind of this like really charged weekend um with uh 
you know, for for people of color, for for uh, for black people as well, African Americans, and so it was kind of this really kind of interesting weekend. And um, you know, I saw Get Out in Times Square, and it was a packed theater. I think there were no seats empty, and it was really in a uh, really electrifying experience seeing it with a big crowd that was like laughing and cheering and clapping and gasping and. And I, I saw it, I think, like, two more times in the theaters. And, um, you know, the seeing it, you know, even seeing it in an empty theater, it was really a thrilling experience and seeing just, like, how many layers there were to it. And, of course, there were so many interesting um, articles and scholarship on the film throughout the throughout the year during its um, Oscar campaign. Um, mm-hmm. And it was one of those movies where... I remember there was a lot of uh, question about like, oh, is this actually going to be an Oscar movie? Like, are they going to go for horror? Are they going to go for something that's so politically charged? Um, And, you know, they ended up, you know, it it got about four Oscar nominations, which is um, respectable. I think it deserved maybe like three or four more um, in its like technical categories and some of the other performers. But yeah, I mean, it, this is really a, an amazing movie. And I think the more that I... And I watched it, I think, I think I saw it like seven times total from like 2017 to like 2019 up until uh, Us came out. And then I watched mm-hmm. Us a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, Us I saw like three times in theaters in the same weekend. Me too. Um, <laughs> or maybe not the same weekend. But... <laughs> um, and... Well, that was just, I ended up seeing it alone and then on two separate dates with two different people that weekend. Amazing. (laughs) Would love to hear that story. Um, And uh, and Us is one of those movies where, like, the more you watch it, the more these, like, questions and layers and Mm -hmm. theories and interpretations come up. Same with... Same with Get Out and same with Note, which just came out. Um, (sighs) And so, yeah, it's just, like, I, I think one of the interesting things about Jordan Peele is that, you know, there's so many layers to his movies, there's so much to ponder. He doesn't really give you any clear answers. Um, I think he lets you really think about it yourself, and I, I really admire that for him. Um, he trusts his audience. Um, mm-hmm. It's impressive. But yeah, and you know, I, I watched um, I watched Get Out with the commentary right around when Nope was coming out, and I really have this idea about kind of talking about it as like a relationship movie just because, you know, he is married to um, Chelsea Peretti, uh, who is a a white comedian. And um, I remember she had this really funny tweet about like how she was mad, like she was like pretending to be mad at him for like revealing her family's secrets in this movie. (laughs) That was clever and cute, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I'm. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know if I could joke like that in my relationship. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not in a relationship with a white person. Audience, well, <laughs> I am not dating a white man. Let's be clear. Yeah, well, but um, very, I very am, cool. which is funny because, like, when I met mm-hmm. my boyfriend's family, I was like, "We're gonna watch Get Out um, <laughs> before, just so that." And he was like making jokes about, like, I don't know how I should be scared of his family and his family. I mean. His family is a little interesting, uh, but not mm. not as bad as as I would have imagined. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so I don't know, Get Out is just very, you know, it's a, I'd like to think of it as like a lightning rod movie, right? Where it's like, oh, yeah. you know, I, I'll, I feel like a lot of people are expecting Jordan Peele to like kind of recreate this kind of movie. And it's just not possible. I think he's, <laughs> he's, he's struck gold with this movie and I think he's evolved beyond it and he's, you know, growing and developing and evolving, um, you know, with every new film that like, it gets bigger and bigger. So um but yeah so i would love to just kind of hear about your um initial impressions about um this movie in terms of its relationship between uh rose and, and chris yes um so this was a in terms of the relationship between rose and chris a fraught movie for me mm-hmm. because at uh, uh okay uh I have to make a slight correction that probably nobody in the world is going to care about but me. But I was not in college in 2017. I was simply, I had returned to work at the college. Um, and so I saw it like at the same college, the, at the same theater that I saw all the movies at during college. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, that's why it, re- it reminded me of that. And like with a friend who I also knew from college. Um, so that's why I said that. Yeah. Um, but um yes it was fraught because um i had just so this is like a few years after college and our college was if anyone hasn't guessed extremely white (laughs) and my high school was extremely white as well and so during those you know years um of captive education and institutions i and in proximity, of course, to all of these white men, I inevitably develop feelings for them. And uh, regrettably, um, found myself in relationship with at least one, if not two. Now, then we're going to fast forward through all of that. Um, we can guess what happened um yeah whatever whatever you guess is correct um and i leave college right and i go to the bay area and there are lots and lots of black men in the bay area than there are in the suburb that i went to college in now granted I did go to college right next to a huge city. Um, so I could have just gotten on a train and took my ass downtown. But, you know, I was 22 and feeling wanderlusty. So I went across the country. Um, and in San Francisco, um, sort of started to shed all of the... Um, all of the things that I had learned, you know, in the, in, in college and high school um, about being all next to these white men um, and their families and such. Um, and so I get back, now working at the college, um, go to see this film in my newly enlightened state. And I think um, the, like, the moment um where like right in the beginning right can we can i start talking about actual like movie details yeah absolutely okay wonderful 
so the moment like right um in the beginning where they're like um where chris is like do your parents know if i'm black right and she's like no they don't of course they don't it's like the black men or whatever um and i like was so 100% sure 100% sure that like that was going to be a central conflict of the film that when it sort of resolves and he like leans down to kiss her on the bed i simply elevated out of my movie theater seat because my third eye opened um and i saw the future um and i said hmm that black man is going to be in some trouble so i brought myself back down from my elevation and strapped myself back into the movie theater seat um and you know there was he almost got me and you know what almost got me was the thing with the cop the the cop asks him for his id um and you know rose makes like a big show of of standing up for him and i'm i'm not gonna lie that brought my guards down a little bit my guards were so high up uh from that first from that from very first scene mm-hmm and then you know that I think that I think that um, I think they're probably in the car probably around like twenty minutes later. And hit you know, hit the hit the hit the deer and, and get to the cop. Mm-hmm. Probably about twenty minutes later, and I think it, I think it brought my guards down a little bit. Jordan Smart, he knows he knows what he's doing. Like cops, come on, like right it's it's so it's almost i'm almost mad at him i'm almost mad at him actually because it's like like yeah you you know that we are with good fucking reason pretty fucking sensitive about cops right and she sort of i don't know not not shields him, but but stands up for him. Yeah, stands up for him. And I thought, okay, maybe, maybe she's good, and just mm-hmm. the rest of the family is awful. You know? Yeah, I thought that. I did. It's so interesting because, I mean, in in his commentary, you know, Jordan Peele is very much like that was the intention. You know, that mm-hmm. was, you know, he wanted you. I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, he wanted, I think, us as the audience to um, to really see Rose as, you know, trying to de-escalate the situation. Although I'm kind of like, I don't know, I feel like if I were to get pulled over by the cops, which, I mean, I don't drive, so I don't really get pulled over like that. But um, <laughs> I imagine I would just do what they say just to, like, you know, keep the situation as, as calm as possible. And I feel like she actually was making things worse by, you know, standing up to him. But um, it's, definitely, it's it's so clever. And it's like how much we want to, I mean, that's, that's why this movie, I think, works so well as like a relationship movie is like how much I want to really, um, you know, believe in this love story that she'll, 
the, the two of them can kind of escape this family and it's just this like weird uh, you know claustrophobic family but you know and it's, it's like the, the the magic trick of the movie right is that you really fall for that and then the more i mean the more and more i watch the movie the more and more i see a lot of these like behaviors from rose that are really upsetting and you know, just don't notice it the first time um and mm-hmm. it's i mean it's you know a testament to the to the writing and the performance and the direction because there's so much um so much makes more sense when you watch the movie you know for the second third fourth time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um what was so like same question to you what you know how was uh experiencing it the first time for you yeah i mean i also felt very much like it really threw me for a loop to find out that not only was she was rose a part of this whole master plan but like in some ways she's like Mm -hmm. the like you know she's almost the worst one because she's the one that lures her victims and Mm -hmm. you know puts on this performance of being in love with them and um you know how um like just the way that she um you know she puts on that persona of like the like you know the woke mm-hmm. white person who's like oh you're being you know like who calls out the cop who calls out the dad and is like you know she's like the cool one and how she's easy the it is undercover yeah exactly and in some ways I'm wondering like how much does she actually like, you know, does she ever like, um, does she ever like fool herself into thinking that she's who she says she is to these people, you know? And like, mm-hmm. and like, you know, Chris is our protagonist mm-hmm. and You're he's a lot of grace to that white woman. Manish. I know. Right. <laughs> um, in some ways does she like, I guess I mean that like, does she is she even fooling herself at times mm-hmm. and um and you know Chris is our protagonist and I think I think he's genuinely in love with her or at least sees you know developing this relationship genuinely mm-hmm. but it hurts my heart to think that like she, he was just a mark to her you mm-hmm. know and like how many people has she pretended to be in love with I mean it's just it's heartbreaking to think about because you know she's you know, she probably did. She did the same to Lakeith Stanfield. She did the same to the people who, um, you know, became uh, mm. Georgina and. Uh, um, you know, Mar- you know, I, it's sad. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. I would not have identified it this way until you just said it. But that moment where he finds the pictures of all the other marks, it is heartbreak. That's exactly what the feeling in that moment is and like not just for chris i, I think I, I think more obviously for chris it was heartbreaking yeah there, there was heartbreak involved um but like for us um i think i think it was the yeah it's like a heartbreak of like sort of the this like feeble little the like tiny feeble dream that we were holding on to that maybe rose was gonna get out with him it yeah gets extinguished you know? or not only that but like it wasn't um that I, I i guess to me why this movie really um why the you know the the love story i mean i hate calling it a love, it's not a love story but like the romantic the, you yes, know yes, angle yes. of the film why it speaks to me so much is that 
like they could really think of any way to lure their victims, you know, but the fact that they're going out there and she's pretending to be in love with these people mm-hmm. and she's, you know, luring them in with like, Oh yeah, my family, they're weird, but they're, you know, harmless or whatever. It's like that. I mean, like when he sees those pictures, like it's like, was it, was it all a lie, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And he's trying to process that. And like, um, you know, the, you know, not to skip to the ending, but when he's like mm-hmm. choosing, when he's like has her um, on the ground and um, mm-hmm. is about to like choke her to death, he doesn't do it because I think on some level he's he still cares for her mm-hmm. and he can't do it. And in some ways, it's like you know, I I think to I think also there's the element of like I would satisfy her too much if he killed her because it would just mm-hmm. kind of reaffirm whatever horrible stereotypes she already has. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like, there is know. that there is that moment where like her her like face sort of changes. Yeah, she like right. starts to like like laugh or, or smile or something mm-hmm. and he leaves her. Um but yeah, I don't know. It's I find this movie really sad. As as funny yeah. and thrilling as it is, I find it to be really sad and um you know, and just like the fact that like not only does he have to be with this horrible family who like even without the whole like coagula plan, they're awful to be around. Yes. <laughs> you know, they're gaslighting <laughs> him, they're manipulating him, they're keeping him trapped, they're, you know, intimidating him, they're, you know, they're just awful to be like even if this was a normal like you know, meet the parents type movie, I would just be like, Oh my god, I could never see these people again. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah um there and then and that's and that is i think that is why it's so perfect um it is uh that like that edge um where it's like between like innocuous and malicious Mm -hmm. and they and they know how to ride it they know how to just like slide right along that edge um the whole time until you know they decide to like be malicious for real Uh, or or until they're pushed yeah maybe i mean are they really pushed Uh, yeah um i don't think so um but anyway uh uh yeah 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 it it like and I think we've all we've all been in those situations because we all know white people. Yeah. And like so we we all have encountered that. Like even even if it's not as intimate as a meet the parents situation, um, you know, um a job interview, uh like interactions like at restaurants yeah um just like stuff like that uh you know we have all we have all felt that shit they'd be like they didn't really say nothing but i felt something you know um and yeah i don't know it's good i um i have this game i like to play where (laughs) it's like whenever i have a situation like that it's like the game is was that racist or am i crazy and um i turn into a game because otherwise i would just like want to fall into a hole yeah um but it's like you have these situations like um you know when he's talking when they're having i you know at that when they're having that first dinner you know and the brother is like just telling (laughs) these like really inappropriate stories and um just like 
uh, it's like that you're just exactly like, like they ride that edge and you're just so uncomfortable because you just can't tell like would they be acting like this if he were a white guy that was coming home or are they like extra aggressive or is it all in your mind you know mm-hmm. because like I mean, as a South Asian American, I'm not going to pretend that my experience of this is similar or the same, but, you know, you do have that moment where you're just like, I just, you just feel like uncomfortable in your gut, you know, mm-hmm. and um, you just can't, I, for me, at least, I, you know, I, I can't speak to everyone, but for me, it's just like, the discomfort is just the idea of like, I don't know what's, am I gaslighting myself or like, am I actually experiencing what I think I'm experiencing? You're just like, that unease really makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think especially in like a high pressure situation of like meeting your, you know, um, your significant other's family, because I, I can imagine, you know, I mean, I can imagine a situation where like, if this were someone that he weren't trying to impress, he might react a little differently, but like, because he has to be on mm-hmm. his like best behavior, best behavior. it's like, and, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really just like the like the horror of this movie is this experience of like having this like portrayed so accurately on screen and for i think for like the first time in a really like um thoughtful sensitive and like visceral way yeah yeah and not not like um not like satirical in any way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think so <laughs> or, or at least i can't think of any <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of want to jump a little bit to mm-hmm. um, just like there are other relationships in this movie. Um, you know, well, I guess that's the, true. I hadn't considered that at all. Yeah. I mean, the, the two parents, I think, mm-hmm. have really interesting marriage, um, as well as the, the grandparents who are now in the bodies of their uh, gardener and housekeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, uh, Lakeith Stanfield in that, you know, horrible Kruger woman that he's stuck with. Um, uh, Logan, I think, or aka Dre. Um, But um, yeah, so one thing I find really interesting about these, this movie is like, all these relationships feel very transactional to me. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, we look at Lakeith Stanfield and how much he is, you know, you know, how, like, he essentially loses his entire self sense of self in order to fulfill this fantasy of Mm -hmm. this woman having a, you know, Mm -hmm. um, having, like, Keith Stanfield as a boyfriend or as her lover. It's like... Well said. It just Mm -hmm. makes you... um, Again, it's, it's sad to think about of, like, how, you know, like, what they what they desire in these um you know black bodies it's like but they also can't but they also like um have such a like horrific view of the actual self it's um Mm. it's like that dissonance is also kind of scary to me yes yes um yeah yeah i'm glad you pointed that out um like that is the ooh ooh okay you know what? i'm not I'm, oh i'm like actually i'm thinking i'm like do i want to get in 
to this. Maybe it's like kind of sensitive. Um, but that is the the like. I you know obviously particularly for black men, and that's the only experience that I can speak from. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is like that is so much of. Uh, if you are not, you know, surrounded by black people your whole life, if you're not like blessed that way, that's so much of so much of our experience um, is like is sort of like uh, is trying to sort of manage that dissonance that you like just pointed out with like you know if, um if any white person like expresses attraction to you and like exp- especially the ways that they would express attraction to us especially when we were teenagers is it was confusing you know it was like it was like you know we'd be like 17 18 or whatever um and you know like older white women you know, um, like leering at us on the street, or like, um, like sort of like, um, uh, uh, like licking their, uh, like licking their finger and then like rubbing it on their lip, um, or like stuff like that. Um, and you'd be like, but wait, y'all hate us. What, what do you want? from uh, how can you how can you want us and hate us at the same time that's what it was that's what it was it was managing that question like in your head yeah all all the time um until for me at least you get to be about 22 years old and you're like wait a second (laughs) fuck them (laughs) but yeah yeah i mean to me this movie is um at its core about appropriation and objectification um, and dehumanization, like Mm -hmm. I think to the extreme, right? And Mm -hmm. taking these concepts and taking them to their most extreme, like, um, you know, externalized uh, place. And, um, you know, especially when you look at, I mean, like, you know, I think one of the one of the weirdest and, and it's morbidly funniest um, parts is at the end when Rose is, um, you know, looking at all the basketball players and she's eating her Fruit Loops and uh, dry with a cup of milk, listening to, oh god, she's listening. I think she's listening to the song from Dirty Dancing, I think. Oh my god, some so, like you know a very like really that bad, old, you know, thirty year old white woman type song, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, and like to me, that's like the perfect image of like object- objectification. You know, like she's, it's like she's picking out like you know a lobster from a tank, or mm-hmm. you know, or like you know, it's, it's just so like it's morbidly funny because like you know you just you would never like think to see this so done so mm-hmm. like plainly. You know, like yeah. it's like. Like that phrase, like saying the quiet part out loud. Like that's exactly this, this whole movie mm-hmm. is saying the quiet part out loud, and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it's like that's what makes it so. That's what makes it so interesting. And I mean, like you know, again, like I can't say that my experience is exactly like this, but like I mean, I've had situations where, like, on dating apps, where I'm, you know, being told I'm like spicy, or mm-hmm. that that was also a big one that I got a lot as, mm-hmm. or like 
exotic or and mm-hmm. i'm like no i'm from maryland like <laughs> you know i watched rugrats like i'm not anything different than you in so many ways mm-hmm. but um it's just so like oh god it's, it's so strange but it's like it's like I you think you're complimenting me, but also I feel like I know you. It's like you think mm-hmm. you're complimenting me, but also I know that you know that you're not. Yep. Yeah. You exactly. know. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, even the way that like Rose looks at the um, like the cupcakes or whatever in the beginning, mm-hmm. like like mm-hmm. when I when I watch the movie again and again, it's like. She's look like her look is a little like deranged <laughs> when she's looking at those cupcakes, and it's like, yeah, that's that's how she always is when she looks at things that she wants. Is that like she that's has a like crazed look, yeah. and um, she she's you know Chris just like that too, and um, and it, even like you know when she's trying to um, when she's talking to Lil Ral Howry. Um, on the phone and she's saying oh like Chris just left and like I know you've always wanted you've always wanted me mm-hmm, I mean mm-hmm. even then it's like the conversation turns so like sexual you know mm. in a way that like just it's like a switch is flipped and mm. it's, I mean very chilling yeah but like yeah. the subjectification just feels so like um yeah just it's so accurate it's that's what makes it so scary you know um you, when you got when you said the um the the phrase the uh the saying the quiet part out loud yeah um it reminded me of the brother um because he's the only one you know who's like sort of like punished in the family for like how he behaves to chris yeah um and it's because he does exactly that he says the quiet part out loud at dinner he's he's the first one who says something like about chris's like good breeding or something like that right right um or like about like yeah how how well-bred he is or something like that um and yeah yeah and like that's why i think like that's why that like that interaction was bad for everybody um and not just chris yeah i mean he's the one that is not putting on the act that Mm -hmm. the other three are and in some ways that makes him scarier because like he's you know a lot of the uh, tension in that scene or in those scenes come from just him being overly antagonistic but it makes the other characters also seem really scary because like they're hiding it you know Mm -hmm. and like they're the people that you meet that you don't know what they're thinking Mm -hmm. and you know Caleb Lindsay Jones the brother like you meet him okay he antagonizes you it's like almost a little for me it's a little easier to handle when they're like openly antagonistic because then it's mm-hmm. like you know but then like, there's no like manipulation there mm-hmm. but um when someone's really you know when they're acting all nice and acting all like i will vote for obama or like let me help you with your addiction or whatever that mm-hmm. to me is scary because then it's like they lull you into that sense of security mm-hmm. and then they pull the rug from you or like i'm in love with you mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. also you're just uh your prey to me that's that's to me is very scary yeah <laughs> the scariest <laughs> there is like I, tell me something scarier yeah yeah truly um so i i want to talk about the parents um miss mm-hmm. dean played by katherine keener and bradley whitford because um 
Her voice is crazy. Her voice is crazy. I think she's the scariest person in the movie. Um, you know, she introduces us to the second place, uh, or at least she's the one that puts Chris there and has put all the victims there. And um, the second place, of course, becoming one of the most like iconic uh, parts of the film that I think has really resonated with people over the last five, because, six years. Because um, I can still feel, I, I can still feel the feeling that I felt when he sunk yeah and was suddenly in nothing like truly it's a like if i talk about it too much it's probably about to bring me to tears like i remember that feeling (laughs) it's very scary um and you know just the way she says like sink and then yeah it's truly nothing like you know and um but and their their marriage is so fascinating to me because um i think i feel like um you know, they have this, you know, like, he's the sturgeon, so he does a thing, but, like, she, again, like, she's much like Rose, right? Like, she's the one that is luring her, the victims, and putting them into the state of nothingness, and it's kind of like, how do these two people find each other? <laughs> With, like, and um, yeah. I, I don't quite remember if it's her family or his family that started this whole thing, but I also imagine that, like, they're one of those, like, you know, um, New England families that just knew each other. So there's just like this, this, like this cabal, and they were like, I don't know, probably maybe have like arranged kind of marriage kind of thing of like, you know, we need to, not arranged marriage, but like they were just like in like their families were just a part of this whole thing, and they just met each other. But I mean, um, I don't think I don't think you know, I don't think an arranged marriage is like a crazy thing to throw out there. Yeah, I mean, I guess I just mean that like they were just always in the same circle. Of, this like thing of these like racist mm-hmm. New England people. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I, I find the marriage to be interesting because, you know, there's no, there's no, it's not like they have a very loving marriage, but they also seem to have figured out this plan together and that they're, you know, they're the masterminds. I mean, they're not the masterminds because like the grandparents are, but like they're the ones that are keeping it fresh and, mm-hmm. You know, that you have to wonder, like, at some point, you know, uh, we'll have to, like, pass on this to their children and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's very just, like, it's a really messed up family. But, I I mean, do you agree that Missy is probably the most scary person in the family? <laughs> mm, I want, uh, like, yes. Yes, I mean she does the scariest thing, so I guess that makes her the scariest. Yes, um, she's the one who takes away the agency. Yeah, she's the one who like actually like removes you from you. Like even if like even if they didn't then put another consciousness like on top of yours being in the sunken place is still the scariest thing yeah. ever, you know? Um, so yeah, 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 you're right. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, it's, um, I mean, even just like how, you know, one of my favorite shots of the movie is when they, um, when Rose and Chris first go to meet, like, just, like, pull up to the house and go in, and it's, like, mm-hmm. shot from the distance. Yeah, 
Yes, the, 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 inter- the, the like actual actual introduction to existence. Yeah. Yes. And um, that really unsettles me because it's like mm-hmm. when you first, you know, of course, you know, Bradley or for Catherine Keener, very famous actors. I knew they were in the movie, of course. Like, it's not like I, you know, didn't know that. Um, you know, they're in the trailer, of course, and whatever. But like when you're watching the movie, you just can't see their faces clearly. And they mm-hmm. feel, it feels so scary to me. And um, it's really just, uh, you know, and then like the, the, the conversation just feels, it's like, you have to wonder um, like how many times they've gone through the scenario of like, he's telling the um, Jesse, just the Owen story and she's trying to find that like weakness mm-hmm. and just like how many you know like oh I mean it's like the same thing with like Rose and the honeypot thing it's like you know how many times do they have to go through this and mm-hmm. you know and making someone so uncomfortable in their own and that and that home and and you know this tension that's there it's you know you just have to like you know, this little play at domesticity, you know, which again, like, you know, um, at the end just completely goes away, but it's like, like they're play acting this normalcy that is like very unsettling. Mm. Mm. Yes. I think I, I see what you mean. Like, um, like I have sort of just like this image of the, excuse me. Um, I think of, of Missy seated and him standing with like his like hand either on the chair or on her shoulder. Yeah. Um that is that is the like I'm I'm correct in that image, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah. and and yes, it stands out um I think as scary uh on rewatch or like in retrospect. Um because it's like it's almost like a villain portrait yeah it's almost like they're posing for a villain portrait you know Mm -hmm. um and like you yeah to know what they are actually thinking um under the guise of this loving relationship it is um also heartbreaking actually yeah um Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, um, uh, like there's no chance, like, uh, like there's no, like there's no chance at, um, at, at genuine affection being a reality <laughs> almost, um, is what's that? Yeah. Like. Right. It's all play acting. And it's and, all play acting. Yeah. You know, because you know, however many times they kind of run this plot, you know, you have to wonder, well, you know, we just had Thanksgiving, but like, do they actually have like Thanksgiving dinner as a family? And like, you know, like it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, you mm-hmm. just, you just mm-hmm. have to wonder, you know, kind of like are missing Dean forced together because, you know, she's a psychiatrist and he's a surgeon and they just like have to be together, you know, to like, make this work um again a very interesting relationship within the film Um, maybe missy hypnotized him you know i i i read that i actually read a theory like that um a a few years ago of saying that like everyone 
was in their own version of the second place except for misty oh no no and no. i'm like i feel like that's giving a lot of credit to yeah. the family i feel like it's it's interesting you know they chose that shit fan theories are fun and all but i feel like jordan peele wanted this to be a very evil family yeah yeah um, um, I was definitely that was definitely kidding with the, yeah oh yeah <laughs> she, she, um, you know I uh, I do love the um, friendship though between Rod and and Chris um, and it's not it's not a romantic plot line but um, just to get a little bit more positive in this movie because I feel like you know they are you know I mean I, Rod I think is one of my favorite parts of the movie and of course he's brings a lot of levity to it and um but also just that like i love how um like relentless he is in (laughs) trying to save his friend and figure out what's happening and how like Mm -hmm. you know i mean um that's friendship that's friendship i remember like the first time i saw the movie when he's like oh, they're sex slaves or whatever. The audience, like, lost it. And they're all like, yeah. Everyone was like, yeah, he's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was, in a sense, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think one of... Uh, and I think, like, you know, I I, I think Daniel Kaluuya's performances movie is, like, all-time great horror movie performances. Like, and I think part of that is because, oh, like, true. he's not just, like, a... You know, he's not just, like, a scream queen. Like, He's funny, he's like charming, you know, like it's easy to see, like it's easy to fall in love with him because I think he just seems like a very like genuine, thoughtful, romantic guy. And, you know, he has this great friend and like, you know, but the, like, you know, and as he's like going through all this, just his like, you know, his cleverness, his intelligence, his strength, like it's just such a, um, I think automatically endearing character. Um, Mm-hmm. And um, I just find them, their friendship to be really strong. And I think, you know, another relationship with this movie that I think is really, I think the only one that's truly genuine um, mm-hmm. and the one that feels the most real to me. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and that's what friendship is supposed to be, uh, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> maybe, maybe this movie is like, is like part of where I like learned that lesson. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, no, it's like it's beautiful and tender when you think about it. Like it, like uh, Rod, Rod dropped everything and you know drove for hours just to make sure, like just to put eyes on his friend, just to make yeah. sure he was okay. Yeah. Yeah, like I want, like my friends better. <laughs> if you know, if I ever like go missing for a couple of hours, y'all better come find me. <laughs> yeah, a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I think like one of the famous kind of like stories about the make of this movie is how Jordan Peele had a different ending in mind, mm-hmm. um, which is where Chris gets arrested um, mm-hmm. for all the murders. And, um, I mean, I think that's a, he, I think I'm in this commentary, I think he said that, like, that was the more realistic ending, but it just ended the movie on such a downer note. And he just, like, it just didn't fit the movie that he wanted to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he changed it to having Rod save him, 
which, you know, I think one of the genius things about this movie is that it actually, in my opinion, gives you both endings. Um, because like you see the, the lights from the what lights. we find out was the TSA car, but you see mm-hmm. those lights mm-hmm. and you're thinking, oh my God, that's the police. And mm-hmm. there's just no way to explain this without sounding absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. As there's no way, like, there's no way that they would, uh, he would, you know, not get arrested or for that. Yeah. Um, but then because it, it ends up being Rod and the, you kind of get both endings there. And, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. to me, that's like the genius of this movie. Mm-hmm. Is that like you have that like I mean I mean I remember like pin drop silence when you see those yeah. lights in the theater yeah. and everyone just like could not yeah. speak or mm-hmm. no one could speak. Mm-hmm. And then it shows the like I because think it's like airport. Yeah, I just wanna knows. I just wanna point I wanna point that out. My I remember that too. Uh the theaters that I was in the multiple times that I saw it, the yeah, complete silence because every fucking body know, knows. So the next time the topic comes up in your circles in culture in the world because it's gonna go fucking come up again y'all and anybody's like you know pretending they don't know they fucking know mm-hmm. so like don't listen to them carry on yeah no i mean you're absolutely right and um i mean just and even just like the huge like sigh of relief and laughter when it's, mm-hmm. it's i think the the car doors is like airport or tsa or something every i mean it's just like i top five best experiences in the movie theater just because like i felt like i could like breathe you know and like um and you know who even knows uh what would happen after this movie ends um i think much like nope and us jordan peele leaves this movie with a question mark or ellipsis where you can imagine what happens after and I think what I love about his movies is that his happy endings aren't, um, they're not just like straightforward happy endings, just a lot of questions, a lot of uncertainty, mm-hmm. a lot of fear that comes with the, uh, that, that's going to come after the end credits, but he leaves you with at least a little bit and, and to ponder, but at least that's somewhat on a high note, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it, it doesn't, um, everything doesn't get wrapped up in like the tiny little neat bow. Um, yeah. yeah which is um, very, uh, very generous of him. Um, yeah, very generous to his audience because I don't think audiences are as smart as as he thinks we are. I definitely don't think so. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm not really planning on doing episodes on Us or, or Nope, although I think Us is kind of an interesting marriage movie as well. But I was wondering if you have any, like, just thoughts about those movies in general or relating to their relationship dynamics? Um, I mean, yes to both is the answer to that question. Yeah. Um, okay, so my thought about both in general i will be brief and i might speak longer about the romance thoughts if i can um so i loved us i was speechless the first time i saw it in theaters and i think largely that is down to um both blue i mean everybody's performance but um uh highlight on a pedestal particular obviously lupita Mm -hmm. um but also um um the daughter um i think shahadi wright is i think is her name yeah um she like from i i I don't know what it was about it but i think uh uh, like her performance um in that movie is magnetic it's like it sparks Uh, um and i'm like that's like i mean if she wants to be like i feel like she could 
dominate horror. Um, but what it also speaks to me is that somebody who is um, so talented, so young, um, can probably dominate anything. Um, and like that's very exciting to see from like probably she was probably like 13. Um, so like from like a 13 year old black girl, I was like, oh my god, I'm so excited. Um, and then alongside Lupita, who was in just divine form, I mean, uh, has when when was the last time somebody threw themselves at the camera like that you know mm-hmm. yeah and mm, i just i ate it up i ate it up all of it and i went back second time um uh and saw it in the like a dolby um you know the like surround sound and yeah, uh, yeah. shaking the earthquake seats um loved it loved it that time too um yeah i I and you know then of course I had I had all the questions and stuff that everybody else had but like that's also why I like the stuff because when there's no questions the things aren't memorable you forget about yeah. them you move on to the next thing but the questions are what keeps it in your mind for days and weeks and makes you go back to see it again and again um and so then nope um I love nope um I uh am still very um averse to covid um and so i didn't actually go see nope in theaters uh even though it was open um so i waited until it was on i think you watched it on apple tv um and i i definitely like it was my experience with nope was different in that when it ended i was not like i didn't like jump up at the end of us i still i like jumped up when yeah. when 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 we got that like little tease of like ooh, is it her um that like made me jump i was like fuck yes um and i think the end of nope did not make me do that but i think it's because it was scare not scarier more 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 chilling Mm-hmm. Um, I think nope, nope is more existential um, to me. I think that's what it is. Um, like Get Out is is brilliant, you know, and it's and it's like an um, like what's what's the word analysis of like social dynamics and stuff. Yeah. Um, but like at the end of the day, people are really small, um, and. I think that's what Nope was saying is that like at the end of the day, people are really small. And so to like sit with that at the end of the movie was delicious. And like a couple of days later, I was like, oh, yes, Nope is brilliant. I love it. Amazing. Um, so, yes, yeah, so those are my those are my experiences with both of those. Um uh now um oh d- d- sorry just also with nope the um the what's the chimp's name jake edward gordy, gordy. there we go um the gordy attack scene oh my god, that's terrifying oh my god 
I, I was, I was paralyzed. I was, and like, I was at home. I was on my couch and I was like gripping the fucking couch arm during that scene. Ooh, man. And like, you know, like you can see that that champ is not real, but that doesn't matter. And that's amazing. Filmmaking. Wow. Okay. Um, so relationships uh, in us, we obviously have Lupita Nyong'o and uh, oh, the big sexy man. Um, I'm sorry, big sexy man. I'm blanking on your name right now. Winston Duke. Winston Duke. Thank you. Um, and I think. I like was so charmed with how like norm core and boring they were. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I like, I want more, I want more, con- more content like that, more like super hot people being really like boring and every day, like the rest of us, but not like they do on TikTok where they're like, here's my every day. Um, not the same. You know, not, not 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 the same dynamic at all. I thought they were. I remember thinking they were good parents. Um, they didn't fuck enough. That's <laughs> for sure. Um, I guess is my only real critique of us. Not my only real critique, but a big one. Um. Were there any romantic relationships in Nope? I don't think so, actually. But I, I guess that, you know, Stephen Young and his wife, um, they didn't have that many scenes together. But again, it's, it's the same kind of thing of like, I just wonder what their home life is like, you know, um, and how much I, is I sort she. I have forgotten about her, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she has like three lines, but, yeah. you know, she's a casualty of um, my girl Jean Jacket's uh, mm. hunger. So, mm. you know, she's an important part of the film. But I, what, you know, I wonder, um, much like with uh, the, the, the parents and Get Out, it's kind of like, how much is this, like, how much are they like kind of enabling and feeding each other? And mm-hmm. that like, you know, mm-hmm. he's very like Stephen Young's character. Um, Ricky is very like fame hungry. He's kind of like, he, you know, the, he's like processed his trauma in a completely uh, different way than he probably should have. <laughs> in, in a way that's very healthy for him. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering like how much of, how much exposure does she have to like, uh, or like how much is she like feeding into his like fame hunger? Cause like they're reality TV stars. They have this mm-hmm. whole thing. Like she obviously knows he's trying to like tame an alien. Um, <laughs> and um, so it's kind of like, you know, I'm just curious about like what their like dinners are like, you know, at home uh, with the yeah. family and stuff. And then, you know, the big mystery for me is that there's this really, there's one shot in Nope of who I presume to be M and OJ's mother. And uh, it's when, um, I, I believe it's when, like, Jean Jacket is, like, um, kind of terrorizing their home. And uh, during that, like, the, the blood rainfall and stuff. And mm-hmm. M is kind of, I think she's hiding under a table and she sees that she just looks at the picture. 
and it's again it's kind of like who is this woman what, mm-hmm. what was this marriage like was mm-hmm. this a happy marriage you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it's one of those things where jordan peele just gives you a little hint of something and your mind just races and like mm-hmm. i you know i saw nope twice in theaters once in dolby once in imax and i, I saw it once at home and in, in, on, on 4k and mm-hmm. um again it's a movie i plan to rewatch over and over again because it reveals so many questions and answers each time so again it's this kind of thing of just like I'm just curious, you know, what was yeah. that like? Um, yeah. And, you know, in Us, um, you know, this, it's, I think Us is kind of a low key a marriage movie because you have like two, you have two marriages, but then actually you have like four marriages because each marriage has a doppelganger, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, with, you have Elizabeth Moss and Tim Heidecker and of course Lupita and Winston Duke. And um, you know, I find the dynamic between Winston Duke and Tim Heidecker really interesting because it's like that's kind of like, like keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing, where mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he's always he's always like competing with Tim Heidecker and trying to see like you know I think there's there's this idea of just like you know he's like uh, you know he he's very covetous he's very much trying to like be the like big family guy with the big house and and the boat and all that and uh i just think it's again it's like interesting dynamics between these four these two couples i just finished you know the white lotus just finished which is also a movie or a show with like two couples um kind of dealing with their dynamics between the four of them so it's just it's on my mind too just like you know the way in which like you two you have like two married couples and like how they kind of bring out they um, bring out insecurities and anxieties with each other, um, you know. And I think like Elizabeth Moss, like she has her thing about how she was like wanted to be an actress, um, but she didn't really have the talent, and she's doing plastic surgery compared to like Luca Dignano's like, you know, of course, very glowing natural beauty and grace mm-hmm. and elegance and um and just yeah it's just i don't know it's just you know there's also a moment you know in us when um um there's also a moment in us where mm-hmm. um and Yango is like no you're not the one making the decisions now i'm the one and i say mm-hmm. we have to move. and just like you know you kind of you kind of think about this family and like Mm, again it's kind of like what are their dinners like like what were they like before this yes <laughs> what yeah, are they going to be like after going. this you know like mm-hmm. what you know and uh, like you're saying with um you know this is a normal family like i think one of the things that uh i remember from the like press campaign for the for us is that you know this is like this movie isn't really about race i mean it is but it's not like you could have just had like you know and Hathaway and Jake Gyllenhaal or whatever in those roles. And <laughs> I, I, you know, and it's like, you can imagine the version where it's like a white family, but mm-hmm. the fact that it's like, you know, a black family or um, it just makes it, you know, it's just, you, you know, you don't, you know, Lupita Nyong'o famously is like not really having a lot of lead roles, despite the fact that she's an Oscar winner, she's gorgeous, mm-hmm. she's super talented, everyone seems to like her. Mm-hmm. But like, why is she doing like, I mean, 
you know, she's great in Wakanda Forever. Don't get me wrong, but like mm-hmm. she's like mm-hmm. the third or fourth lead in that movie. But I'm like, mm-hmm. you should be, you should be Black Panther. <laughs> like, oh, oh, um, wow. I mean, I mean, I would not, I would not go so far, but I understand the sentiment definitely. Yeah. So it's it's just like, you know, it's just, um, I, I mean, I, I guess I'm also a little bitter because that was my guess leading up to the movie that she would be Black Panther. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I, that was proved wrong and i'm very upset about that um, mm, <laughs> that's i see all. That's all. i see i see okay and i and i'm like i'm a um, um my opinion is a little bit more boring in just that like i was a black panther comic fan um and in that in those shuri becomes black panther um and has what i think is like a beautiful story afterwards um and so I was like very excited for Shuri to become Black Panther. I'm a Shuri. Yeah, and she was, I mean, it's a logical choice. I don't read comic books, so <laughs> it's a logical choice, but I was just like, oh man, I, I was really hoping. Um, yeah, yeah, but... yeah. I feel it. I, I totally feel it. I mean, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, clearly nakia like has like all of the all of the like skills and talent and you know like things necessary um i guess like except for the diplomacy is the only thing she's missing i don't know yeah but, like yeah. she could do that you, you're she trying to tell it. me that nakia can, um, can be a di- diplomat if she wanted to i i, I always felt a little protective nakia because um i remember like when everyone was like oh killmonger was right but i was like she's saying the exact same thing she's just doing it it through like legal and (laughs) you know humane ways she's not trying to plan genocide or whatever um but you know so i feel very protective of nikia i agree um but anyway so that's major tangent but i just wanted to talk i mean i could talk about jordan peele movies forever especially nope i feel like i talk about forever i love that movie um and I think it's actually becoming my favorite of his three, which is, you know. Um, but anyway, um, Pranel, thank you so much for being here. Do you have any final hey. thoughts on Get Out or anything else you want to bring up? Any particular scenes or moments or lines that um, really stand out to you? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, any ones that I haven't mentioned already? Um, the one, like, the the moment for me in Get Out is the the moment with the pictures of all the other marks like that yeah. is like oh jesus fucking christ um and like obviously the sunken place moment the first time he sinks in um oh 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 we we didn't even talk about the the the, the auction oh my god <laughs> what the fuck is auction oh um, my god yeah, that was a moment of realizing what the fuck was going on there. Um and like another yeah, another brilliantly done one. Um uh oh the oh 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 god I, uh, if I yes, okay. If I had left this podcast without talking about this moment, I need to give a huge, huge shout out to Betty Gabriel. Betty Gabriel, oh my God. Plays um Georgina. Oh, I am I am I am telling you, Manish, when I when I think about what acting is, I think about her playing Georgina. And in that moment where she's confronted with Chris and like 
her real self starts to emerge from the sunken place. Yeah. And like the the all of the no's that like come out, the like mm-hmm. no, 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 no. That is mm, that is to me the both the epitome of uh like horror like tell me a scarier scenario like i said before but also of performance i i you know i'm a, like i'm a i'm a trained actor i am a professional actor i've been i've been out there i've i've done the thing a bit and i cannot i mean like it is extremely difficult for me to fathom coming up with a performance like that because there's nothing in the script that indicates that that is how that is what she that is what georgina is going through yeah so like i mean i don't know i don't know it is just it is it is every time every time i see it is a truly mind-blowing moment and like and you, you know like that's the thing about like like being you know becoming a big film fan like Every time you watch a movie, you know, you're like, you're like taken in by something maybe. And then you're sort of like, okay, but how did that work? Right. Um, and I don't know if, I don't know if that's your experience, but that's definitely my experience. Um, yeah. And watching her performance, I've, I've probably watched this movie like 20 times now. Um, and every single time I am, I'm, I'm, I'm sat speechless when it gets to that moment because i'm like i can't i don't know how she did that um so yes that's that's the last thing i wanted to say about ghetto betty gabriel you will always be famous too. yeah I, yeah oh my gosh she's i mean again brilliant movie and like um i really love the part when um i mean speaking of chris as someone who's very endearing and Mm-hmm. Um, really, a, a, a like a, a strong-hearted person, right? It's like mm-hmm. he can't let Georgina die. You mm-hmm. know, he has to try to save her. I think partially because of, you know, he found that she was like very close to kind of breaking out of her own mental mm-hmm. prison. Mm-hmm. But also, um, I felt like he's still carrying that guilt about not being able to save his mother. He's like, no. I just can't let another like maternal figure. Mm-hmm. die like i totally. have to try to save her um totally. and it's really subtle i jordan peele doesn't comment too much on it i don't even know if i'm like if that's intentional or if i just made that up but like there she still has that like same kind of like feeling of like i need to i can't let this happen again to mm-hmm. you know an older an older woman mm-hmm. um and uh and unfortunately the grandmother snaps back in and she starts to like scream at him but um yeah i mean that scene the no 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 scene is like i remember that that was i remember that in the trailer that was like the like the like the money shot of the trailer i, I specifically remember that being like mm-hmm. oh i need to see this movie because that's really creepy what's happening i have no idea what the context is mm-hmm. and in the film the context is even more horrible than you could imagine <laughs> than you could ever have you know <laughs> um but yeah no that's really i'm really glad you brought that and the, yeah the auction i remember just being like oh god this is like like modern day like slave auction it's mm-hmm. it was it's i mean it's sick to my stomach and um you know one thing i want to touch upon is that there's one 
Asian American or Asian person in the movie. Mm. And again, a really brilliant commentary, I think, on anti-blackness within the Asian community. Um, and uh, but mm. even within that, Jordan Peele gives that Japanese man a yellow like uh, pad for the auction. And then like again, even even if this person is anti-black, he's still put in his place as a person of color in this white space, you know? He's given a yellow pen? I, I, I believe his, like, paddle for the auction is yellow. Oh, everyone else has red. Oh, oh yellow paddle. Oh, paddle, yeah. Wow. And I think that's, like... Um, I don't think I noticed that, Manish. Yeah. Oh. Um, and I think that's that's Jordan Peele's way of saying is like even if he might you know be, you know participating mm-hmm. in, in this anti-black, you He'll know, never be one of thing. them completely. Yeah, exactly. And he's mm-hmm. still being put in his place, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. Um, is. And uh, I definitely, yeah, would love to talk to Jordan Peele about that because the, when I noticed the yellow, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> that, it like sent chills down my spine. <laughs> that's so subtle, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, Pranel, thank you so much. This has been a, a really wonderful conversation talking about yeah. some really, I think, a really fascinating, perfect movie, but also a lot of difficult topics. I appreciate your candor and your um, the conversation. So yeah, please man. let listeners know where they can find you and kind of what you're working on these days. Yeah. Um, so... I am a musician as well. Um, you can find me on Bandcamp um, at Van Dyke Van. Um, so that is one word: V A N D Y K E V A N. So you just search that on Bandcamp. I'll be there. Um, I'm also at Pernell Van on Twitter. Um, so P E R N E L L V A N. Um, yeah, uh, I like to think that I'm a fun person to follow on Twitter. Absolutely. Um, oh, speaking of us, I remember we are both fans of Umbre, <laughs> played by Shahadi Wright. Shahadi, my girl. She's Umbre is and she's an she's an icon. She's a legend. Um, she tries to break through the roof of a car with scissors, which is like the most iconic thing I've ever heard. Um, I ever saw. Love Umbre. Um, she's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, those those scissors had not steered them wrong up until honestly. Night, so I stand by her. Decision. I stand by it. You know, she was right to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, listeners, you can find me on Twitter at Brutigay three one four. Also, please follow the podcast at It Pat to Be You. Um, and please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Uh, next time on the Bad Romance miniseries, we're talking Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut for the holiday season. So that'll be really exciting. Um, I've, I'm truly, truly thrilled to be talking about that movie as well. Um, uh, Pranel, thank you so much. This, this is great. Um, thank you. Yeah, it was a really good. pleasure. Love to have you back on for a more happy film. <laughs> Any in the future. All right, listeners, thanks for listening.